Hello, everyone. Hi, how are you? How are you doing today? Welcome to our stream. We're going to be talking about um, clubs at university or college. In particular, we're going to talk about Greek life. What does that mean? Maybe you've heard of it before. Maybe you've seen it in a movie or a TV show. I'm curious if you know what I'm talking about. Let's see. Um, so first of all, I would like to know if you went to college or university, um, what kind of clubs or organizations did you join? Um, or have you joined any kind of community clubs before? So this could be anything from a social club to a tennis club, um, maybe a volunteering club. Have you ever been a part of something like this? And tell me in, um, in the question, you can answer which club you've joined or let us know in the chat and come say hi in the chat and let us know where you're from. All right, let's see. Also, I guess these could have been clubs in um, high school as well. So yeah, so someone said the chess club. Um, I think some other common ones in high school would be like the debate club, maybe um, other types of service clubs where maybe you're coming together with a group of people to work, um, work on a project together. Let's see who we have in the chat. So we have Bodak, Mamin from France, Praise, Rahi, Aram, Stanislav, Lasina. Welcome to all of you guys. Hope you're doing well this morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. Um, my name's Emily. I'm from Canada, um, but I also lived in the UK. And I'm currently streaming to you from the Dominican Republic. Cool. All right. So a couple people saying they haven't been in any, any clubs before. Let's give everyone a moment as people join, see if they have had the chance to join a club or some sort of community organization. A lot more people here coming now. Elvira, Aldrit, Alex, Monica. All right, someone else with the chess clubs. That seems to be quite popular <laughs> with everyone. All right, well, today we're gonna talk about a very particular type of club which exists in North America. Um, and university students would join this, or college students. So have you ever heard of sororities and fraternities? Is this a new word for you, or is it something you've come across before? Um, okay, it's pretty even, yeses and nos. <clears throat> All right, well, this is what we're gonna talk about today. What is it? Um, what do they do? And uh, I was actually um, a member of a sorority when I was at university. I went to the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. So a lot of people think that these are just in the United States, but they are not. <laughs> they also are in Canada. Okay, so let's go on to what this is. So sororities and fraternities um, 
these two together are called Greek life. So why would, why would it be Greek life? Um, you know, is everyone, does everyone have to be from Greece? No, no, no. Um, these organizations started as kind of secret societies um, back in the 1700s for the first fraternity. Fraternity is a group for men, fraternal, like brotherhood. And uh, sororities are sisterhoods, so for women. And um, they really wanted to distinguish themselves from the other clubs at this time as being a primarily intellectual club. So supporting each other with their studies. Um, and for women in particular, uh, when they started in the 1800s, they weren't really welcome at universities. This was when women were just starting to have the right to study. And so they decided to come together and form these secret societies and support each other kind of in secret um, to make sure that they all got through and did well. So most sororities and fraternities will have two to three Greek letters for the name. And uh, there'll be some sort of secret meaning behind what those letters stand for that only the members would know what it means. Uh, and so even though they all started as secret societies, they are a lot more uh, out in the public now, whether it's in movies or TV shows you may have seen. Um, but still, there's a lot of secrecy around uh, some of the um, some of the kind of uh, rituals or uh, handshakes, things like that. So let's look at what's common between the groups. Okay, so as I mentioned already, there's um, some secrecy around these groups. They tend to be single sex membership. There are a couple of fraternities now which would be um, focused more on, let's say like business or something like that. And those would be two gendered, but usually it is fraternities for men, sororities for women. All of them have some sort of member selection process. Um, so some places they'll call this rushing. So to rush a sorority means that you are um, looking to join or to pledge a sorority means that you have decided to join. And another common element is that they will usually own a property where the students will live or meet. So for myself in, uh, in Canada, there was some old law that apparently more than 10 women living together was considered a brothel um, in the old days. Up in, I'm not sure up until when, but for that reason, the men had fraternity houses on my campus or my university, um, but the women did not. So there was finally fundraising done to build one large house for all eight of the sororities. And so there's rooms on the ground floor where everyone meets, and then there's apartments above. Um, but that's a bit unusual. Usually, if you were to Google sorority house or fraternity house, you would see a big old mansion, which has been converted um, so that uh, students can live there. And another aspect is the symbols. So 
the Greek letters, which have a secret meaning, um, the badges. So here in the picture is the badge for the sorority that I joined, Gamma Phi Beta. Um, there's certain hand signs you may, might make. So for instance, when you're leaving or entering a room, you might make some hand signs to each other. There's secret handshakes, um, passwords, special flowers for each sorority or fraternity, and colors. So if we're doing a sports team, we might have certain colors that we would choose to wear, for instance. So let's go through a bit of vocabulary. And I've chose some which doesn't re relate only to sororities and fraternities. So it, it does have some other meanings. Um, the first one is alumni or alumni. So this is someone who has been initiated or joined uh, a fraternity or sorority and they've graduated from college. You can also use this to talk about someone who has graduated from college in general, or you can also use this to talk about uh, people who have been part of a certain company. So for example, um, you could talk about Google alumni would be people who had worked at Google before, but no longer do. Okay, the next vocab, chapter. So this is the local group of a larger organization um, and they'll have a special Greek name. And so you could also use this word chapter when talking about any club. So the chess club was mentioned earlier as an example of what some people have joined. So you could say that this is our chapter of the International Chess Club or something like that. Or there's some service organizations like maybe you've heard about that are global called Rotary or Lions Club. And so let's say I live in Vancouver. I would say this is the Vancouver chapter of the Rotary Club. So that's the different ways to use it. Legacy. So this means that someone who's looking to join a fraternity or sorority has um, a family member who had been in the same organization. And in some universities in the United States, um, it's very, very competitive to get into certain sororities or fraternities. And so if you are a legacy, then it means that you are going to be able to join um, that sorority or fraternity more easily. Uh, you'll probably be put to kind of the top of the list as there's a sort of matching process that happens through the recruitment process. Uh, you could also talk about this um, for people for other clubs. So um, it has different uses. Initiation. So I think I had mentioned this word before, being initiated. It means you've been kind of invited to join. Um, There'll be also ceremonies like this for sports teams sometimes. They'll do an initiation. It means, you know, all the new people have been welcomed in and there might be some uh, yeah, special ceremonies they do. So each group will have their own, um, their own process. Uh, there might even be uh, different things that they need to learn. So for me, for example, we had a period when we were just learning about the sorority and then we had to do a test and then there was an overnight initiation that happened and I can't tell you what happened there. <laughs> All right. Philanthropy. This is another word that you'll see in various places. Um, this would be 
doing charity work or service work, service projects. Um, in, in the usual world, philanthropy is often associated with giving large sums of money. Um, so lots of famous people would be called philanthropists. Uh, in the sorority world, we might be fundraising money, but a lot of it could be giving, giving your time to. So it's giving time or money to a charity is philanthropy. All right, so as I mentioned, maybe you have come across uh, these words in some movie. Have you heard of or seen any of these movies before? And if you've seen a couple, just maybe put your favorite one, the one that you liked. So let's see what else we have here. Aldrit from France, Alex from France. Bando from Kurdistan, Edgar from Mexico. Janet from the Ocala in the States. All right, so the first one is Legally Blonde with Reese Witherspoons as Elle Woods. Uh, the house bunny, Anna Ferris, the actress, moves into a sorority house. The house on Sorority Row is a horror film. And Animal House is kind of one of the most classic uh, movies about fraternities and sororities. And it's all about toga parties. So I'm not sure if you know what a toga is, but it's when people make a sort of dress out of a bed sheet um, like they would wear in ancient Greece. So that's kind of a, a nod to the, the Greek life. <clears throat> okay, but, you know, all these movies are are pretty pretty silly, really. They're, they're not um, accurate representations of what happens in Greek life. Um, so the first point is hazing. Maybe you've heard this word before, maybe you haven't, but it's usually when um, new members of a group are made to do maybe uncomfortable or strange things in order to join. Um, so this is illegal actually in North America and all uh, sororities and fraternities are part of an international organization who have a full-time staff to make sure that people are following rules. Sometimes it might happen in the past, definitely it did, but now um, universities and the Greek organizations are very strict about this, as well as the law in general. So hazing is something that does not happen, um, or it shouldn't. If it does, it's a big deal. Um, another media stereotype is that it's all rich kids. Um, yes, you know, you do pay to join a sorority, but that money goes towards events, activities, uh, meetings. So it's not money that's going towards nothing. And if you're a student anyways, you would probably be paying to join a sports team or to go to parties or whatever it is. So yes, you do pay kind of dues, um, but they go towards um, a lot of activities that will keep you busy throughout the year. Another stereotype is that they're partying all the time. Um, you know, I think all university and college students party. I would say the difference for people who are part of the Greek system is that usually the party will have a theme. <laughs> so um, usually the parties will be pretty well organized. They will have, you know, security guards there. Um, 
yeah, as I said, a theme. So people might be dressed up a certain way. So usually they're quite fun and it's definitely not partying all the time. And the last stereotype is that it's all about image. Um, you know, I think there's, there's a place for everyone in the system. Um, there would, you know, each, each group is great, but there might be like the more studious one or the more um, sporty one, things like this. So people find kind of where they join and where they fit in. Cool. So I'm curious to know, what do you think when you join one of these clubs, one of these groups, does your membership last four years? So in Canada and the US, a bachelor's degree is four years long. Um, does your membership last three semesters? Um, or once you join, is it kind of a forever membership? <clears throat> Let's see what you think. Okay. So we have a mix, but most people think four years. So membership is actually forever. So maybe you remember that vocab word I gave you earlier, alumni or alumni for women. And um, the thing is, once you graduate from university, you still have this group of people that you've made connections with, that you uh, have a lot in common with. And so there are then alumni clubs which get formed in various cities and they will support the local chapter, but they will also do their own philanthropy events, um, things like that. So it continues to be a group that you can be involved in. Um, as an example, when I moved to London, UK in 2014, there aren't any sororities there, but I thought, hmm, there must be a lot of people who graduated uh, from sororities in Canada and the US and moved to London just like me. So I got the membership database from my sorority and I looked up people who had uh, their address in London. I also went on LinkedIn and I looked up the sorority name with the location set to London and I came up with over a hundred women. So these are women from all over North America um, and yes, there's no local chapter of students there, but we came together and formed a group of alumni. And I met a lot of my, uh, a lot of my best friends through that group, um, people from all over the US and Canada. So that was a wonderful way to meet people in a new city. I did the same thing when I, I went to Paris uh, for three months for work. Uh, I didn't find quite as many people, but we still had about 20 of us. And again, it was just a fun way to meet people who you have something in common with on the other side of the world. So that was kind of cool that um, I was able to meet them just because we had joined this university club. All right, so what do you think? You must have hmm, to stay in a sorority or fraternity. Good looks, lots of money, good grades volunteering or time and commitment what do you think okay there's a mix so 
So yeah, we already said that looks and money are not the, the main um, categories of interest here. Uh, so time and commitment, absolutely. So usually every week there would be a chapter meeting. So remember the chapter is the local group and those would be mandatory unless maybe you had class or something big came up, but you wouldn't be able to miss too many of these. Otherwise you could be put um, kind of on notice and uh, if you aren't coming to the meetings or you're not volunteering or you're not keeping your grades up, then you might be restricted from joining some of the fun events, some of the parties, because you're not kind of doing your part. Um, another thing that we did is if your grades kind of slip below a certain level, then you have to do a certain number of hours of study group each week. And so uh, we would have uh, groups meet up at the different libraries, depending on which faculty or which focus they had, and they would help each other study. So it really was a strong uh, community to help each other. And you know what, the time and commitment can really extend. If you're on some of the sports teams as well, if you have a leadership position, that can take a lot more time. So, but it's kind of one of those things that the more you put in, the more you get out. I think this is like a lot of kind of volunteer organizations. And so, yeah, time and commitment, most people are saying. And so why did I join? Um, so actually my older sister had been in the sorority and so I was a legacy, if you remember that vocab word. Um, but I was looking for a way to build leadership skills. So uh, in my first <clears throat> couple of years, I was already managing a large budget. I was training um, people to help with recruitment. Uh, so I was doing all these, all these different kind of leadership skills really quickly, uh, which I wouldn't have had the chance to do otherwise. As I mentioned, it's a supportive and social network that helps you with academic performance. We do community service together. Um, we would often run kind of fun events for the rest of the Greek life community. And then that money would usually go to our charity, which was Girl Guides of Canada. So helping uh, girls learn outdoor skills and leadership and then sports teams. So, uh, we would always, always have, a, usually we'd have at least one team and each of the different intramural sports. So intramural are the kind of non-competitive sports that you would have at university. Um, but I think ultimately each person would have to decide like, why are they joining? Are they joining because they don't want to have to fight? They're really sporty and they don't want to have to find a team for every sport. Perfect, you have an instant team. Um, are they like me? I was wanting to kind of do the leadership skills and meet some people. Uh, and you know what, some people will join just because they want to party, but they're also going to get uh, the kind of added support around, around it. All right, so I've gone through a lot of different, <laughs> different points there about this Greek life idea. So I'm curious if you have any questions, um, any ideas you have about what, what it means. That's here. <clears throat> and yeah, I'm, another cool thing is that even if you're an exchange student, so someone who comes 
from abroad for a semester or a year to North America, you also can join. And so if you're going to be at another university for just one year, that's a great way to have an instant community, uh, which then, of course, extends to the alumni and kind of goes forever. Okay, so there's one question. Except the USA, does it exist in other countries? So, uh, so I'm from Canada, and we did have uh, it in Canada as well. Um, in other countries, they'll have kind of similar concepts. So in the UK in particular, uh, they will um, they have some secret societies, especially at some of the older universities. So some of that would have kind of a similar similar starting point anyways. Um, I think also at some of the British universities, people will live together in a house and they'll do these sort of initiations uh, for the new people. But I don't know too much about too much about that. Um, another question, why that name Greek life? Yes, so back in the late 1700s, uh, when these groups were started as kind of secret societies, they chose Greek letters because um, they thought that the Greeks kind of represented intellectualism. And so they wanted to be groups that were helping each other uh, through university. Cool. Yeah, it is kind of a strange thing, but <laughs> um, it's funny sometimes when sometimes I've been traveling like on the other side of the world and then you see someone wearing letters uh, in an airport or something and it's kind of, kind of funny to have that connection. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So if you have more questions, just pop them in the chat. In the meantime... I'm curious, would you join one? So if you had the chance, would you join one? Or maybe you prefer to kind of do your own thing more or um, you were just more studious or, you know, is it something that appeals to you? We've talked today. And as I said, please, please don't think that the media and the movies are, are exactly what it is. It's, it's not all like that. Um, so we have a split here. Cool. Yeah, I think for myself, um, getting kind of the, the leadership experience as a university student with budgets, training, uh, strategic planning, all kind of things like this was excellent and it helped me develop skills for my career. Um, and then of course I met a lot of great friends while I was living in London and then Paris. So for me, I think it was, it was definitely worth it. Um, but cool. All right. So most people saying yes. And you know what? I think uh, it doesn't have to be a sorority or fraternity. You don't have to be a college student. I think joining different clubs in the community is always a great way to do something different, get involved and what you, yeah, what you get, Give in, you get out often. So I encourage you to, um, if you're looking to do some volunteering or meeting some new people, um, I encourage you to kind of see what sort of clubs and organizations are around in your community that interest you. Cool. All right. So that's it for today. Um, there'll be another stream 
in about half an hour. If you want to join that, uh, I'll see you then. Otherwise, thank you for joining and take care. Bye.